Welcome to Business Talk Sister Rock. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today's episode title is The Things We Have Learned from Podcasting. This episode is actually going to be something um, that we're probably going to do annually. And we might actually make it into two episodes because we've learned so many things this year. Um, because we just put out semi-recently our uh, 52nd episode. Dun, dun, dun. And we've learned a lot and so we wanted to talk a little bit about it with you guys um because there was a lot of things that we went through this year that um you probably didn't know about and and also to um things that we learned along the way with you on our podcast so yeah the first thing ruthie's going to talk about uh, well first i just wanted to mention that these are not only um emotional things that we've learned but they're also really practical things that we've learned too the first one is a practical item that we learned, and it's that people always listen to your first episode, um, or almost always. So if they're going to check you out, they want to find out what you're about as a podcast, so they'll go back and listen to your first episode. One thing that I really like that we did is we recorded um, probably our first like five to seven episodes in one batch. Like It was like a weekend that we just went through and pre-recorded a lot of them together, and then we had a really good feel of what we wanted to do with our podcast and what we wanted to be about. And then we went back and recorded our first episode. So then it was, we just had laid all the foundation work to be able to feel prepared to record the first record the first one as opposed to starting with that and I'm really glad that we did that even though looking back our first episode is like oh man <laughs> but if you watch the first episode of Hannah Montana it's garbage okay? <laughs> I'm just saying it gets better <laughs> um yeah so just keep in mind that people always listen to your first episode so you really want to lay the foundation of what you want to do in your podcast with that episode Mm -hmm. But also, yeah, I'm encouraged about the fact that most pilot shows, yeah. they're like kind of ridiculous. And then if they flop, sometimes they go back and redo them mm -hmm. to like say, oh, okay, this is like, um, this is how we're going to change things up to like try to get this different audience interested. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that that was definitely encouraging to me <laughs> to not be like, oh, we were terrible at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, we were. We still are sometimes, but... Uh, we have our moments, that's for sure. <laughs> Which leads us to another point that is a little more silly, but still just as relevant. Yeah, and this one um, we recently learned, very unprofessional. <laughs> Do not eat while interviewing <laughs> someone. <laughs> I was like, I was asking the questions and then, because I knew Becca had just gotten off of work, so she was like still trying to eat. And then I paused and Becca goes, okay, so. <laughs> it was like so was obvious. Like, I was like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, so we had to like, yeah, we had to redo that. Thankfully, we were interviewing like one of these friends, so it wasn't like they, they were very offended so that was good yeah but um I think that that feeds into the other point we have about being really flexible um because when you're doing podcast recordings especially if they're like with people from in different time zones and stuff uh there can be a lot of confusion in terms of oh well we set it for this time and I always like try to cap like this is the time zone that we are in please make sure to check your time zone um, because there can be some people that all of a sudden are like, oh, I didn't know it was right now. I'm so sorry. Or uh, something like that, because time zones can really affect that um, 
if you're not paying attention or the opposite of that where they all of a sudden are on the meeting an hour early and you thought you had so much time and then becca calls you and they're like they're on the meeting right now (laughs) yeah we definitely had that happen too where um we've we've told someone what time it is and then they're like expecting to be early and we just got to flow with it to Mm -hmm. to get that figured out and that's kind of where prep work comes in so we're going to talk about a little bit of what we do to prepare for an interview with somebody else and then we'll talk about what we do to prepare for just us talking so becca you want to explain how we do our prep meeting with people we want to interview yeah yeah so our prep kind of is a little bit different based on um based on the person because there's some people that we've talked to that are very nervous about doing an interview and and I love those people because the majority of the time they have such good information um that they keep to themselves and no one's (laughs) ever asked them before (laughs) yeah and so um but with that you know we kind of really work on saying hey like you you if you want to redo something just take a pause and restart what you were talking about and we'll we'll fix it whatever and so um a lot of times they really want all of the questions beforehand so they can really prepare and i love those people because when they come to the meeting literally like there's some of the most tangible actionable interviews afterwards like you I feel like I could walk away and start that business mm-hmm. right away because they really put the thought into um, into making sure that it was going to be useful information to somebody else. And and I think that a lot of times um, what I found is people who do a lot of podcasts, interviews, they don't do that, right? Because they're so used to doing things on the fly that they're doing it just solely on their talent alone. And um, that can not lead to as much quality so um and and that's really a personality thing too right because I am totally that person that I can just be like oh let's do this by the seat of our pants Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is quality to our audience um and Ruthie has a little bit more to say about that too well I was just gonna talk about our 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 old intern Darby is definitely a prepper. So she's going, if you ask her to do something, she's going to have all the data, she's going to have all the resources and everything, but she's not the kind of person that's just going to fly by the seat of her pants and then just like go for it. And I think, so there's a difference in personality there, but I think that both are valuable. It's just that um, sometimes with people like Becca and I, where we just kind of go and then we learn a lot from ourselves while we're talking because we've never thought of the things we're saying (laughs) until we're saying it. Um, that it can sometimes you can have to try to sift through a lot of that rambling before you get to the point we're trying to make and then whereas people like Darby is they um they know what they're trying to say because they've already written it down and they've already got all the information all compiled Mm -hmm. and it's just so much more succinct of wow look at the value here yeah um so we love those kind of prep meetings um where we'll get together with somebody and then say this is what we're thinking about doing here's maybe the topic that we've been talking back and forth about or and sometimes we don't even get to like deciding what the topic is until we've talked with them a little bit and find out what their real like personality is or what they think they can talk most um confidently about and so for other people though they don't have the time for that prep meeting and we just basically like get to know them right before we do the interview uh but ruthie's gonna have a little bit more about that yeah so the kind of the flow of how we do things is we if if it's someone that has the the prep meeting beforehand is we will book that 15 minute meeting or so talk with them kind of get a feel for 
what it would look like to do an interview. And it's really important to know what your audience wants so that while you're talking to them, like they might come in having an idea of, oh, I could talk about this and this and this. But then when you think about, okay, but I don't know if that really is what our audience needs to hear. So as you start talking to them, then you can say, well, actually, I can see that you're really knowledgeable in this area. What if we talked about that? Instead mm-hmm. of just saying, slapping on a, a title of an episode and saying, can you do an episode on this? Actually talking with them and figuring out, oh, actually, they would be really good to talk about this. And then when you call that out, then they're like, oh, yeah, I do know a lot about that. <laughs> and um, so that can be fun, too, to just kind of like draw on their knowledge and affirm what they already know. So that's kind of the flow of that. We usually decide. Um, sometimes it's nice to go in with an idea of what the title is that you want to talk with them about. So then you can kind of frame when they're talking you're like okay that does let's see how this aligns with the title that we want um so we've done it both ways where we come in with a title or when we've just like come up with a title or we talk with people but that's the first 15 minute meeting and then we book our next meeting which is usually like an hour long we spend the first like half hour to 15 minutes talking with them just getting to know them and then kind of thinking about how we can incorporate areas of their personality or areas that we've learned about them in the episodes and then we do our like 20 minute interview with them and then afterwards we like talk and debrief and that's probably my favorite time is Mm -hmm. yeah the afterwards conversation and that's my favorite part yeah so the thing that Ruthie kind of didn't talk about in that is that she is really good at the processes right she loves that so I love just kind of throwing things together but she's always evaluating okay what went well what didn't go well? What can we add to our process for next time? And so one of the things that we do um, in our process now is we'll send them like an intro email that kind of says, here's who we are. This is a description of what we do. This is um, where you can find us. So it's all the links that they possibly could need to just like check things out. Um, this is what we like these are the four questions we try to ask and then for this episode here's the things that we would absolutely love to ask you and so for those people that love prep time or like love to get into those things and have things ready to go um that's really helpful for them other times um it also helps us where we don't catch somebody off guard and we're like hey was there a question in there that you didn't feel comfortable answering uh, so we we try to make sure that whatever we're going to talk about with them is something they really are confident in, and um, otherwise that leads to a lot of dead space. And and that's not a bad thing because sometimes we do have guests that are internal processors that are like, I would love to take this home and sit with it for like a couple <laughs> days before we talk about my opinion on that or whatever. And when Becca mentioned those four core questions that we asked, that's uh, what you do, why you do it how you do it, and what free resources or tools would you recommend to somebody else who wants to start out doing this. Um, And then in the how you do it section, that's when we kind of waterfall into our whole list of other questions. And those are specific to the person that we're interviewing. Um, Mm -hmm. So then we'll kind of work from that. And like Becca was saying, yeah, give it those to them in advance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want to say that um, this is not typical of other podcasts um it's i mean maybe like really really big podcasts i don't know that have like a whole team of people that work on these things but um for the other podcasts that we've been interviewed on this is not typical of their process we've just found that from our listeners they'll tell us that they like our questions because they're so specific 
and they're really helpful. And I do think for us, it's helpful to have a little bit of understanding of the of the topic at hand before we interview so our questions can be specific because otherwise, um, if you're just learning about an industry for the very first time in your first conversation with them, it can't get as deep and like technical as it could be. And and that's where I, I think I find a lot of value in because I learn so much from other people um, when we're asking them questions. Yeah. And so the other part that we didn't talk about and and there's two things here like post-production and then also um, how we prep for our own episodes without a guest. Um, so we're going to talk about post-production first. So when you do post-production, um, if you're doing a recording via like a software like Zoom or like Hangouts or whatever, um, you you have to like download that and then you have to listen to the audio um, quality to make sure there's not like really high ups and downs or whatever or if somebody is like oh can we take that out right then you go back through and you edit those things um that's the boring part it takes a long time <laughs> but um then we do a couple other things you guys already know we do these things but we'll just talk about them with you because um I think it's important to know that um there's a lot of like cross promotion or like residual like additional pieces you can cut and make and create off of one episode right so we take that episode we upload it to YouTube and Ruthie goes through and she checks everything for subtitles, right? I write all the subtitles. Yeah, she does. Yikes. <laughs> it takes her a really long time. And YouTube just like updated some stuff with their subtitles so it's like a little easier. It is. It, that was amazing. I literally, my roommate talks about this all the time. She's always like, I, whenever we, you move out and we have, this is, I will solely, I'll remember this of you, is that you came out while I was working and you asked me, are you in a meeting? <laughs> and then I said, yes. You turned to our other roommate and was like, YouTube just updated their subtitles and it's so much better now. <laughs> and then she was like, Ruthie, I'm, I'm literally in a meeting. <laughs> like, but she was like, you were just so excited about it. And like, I just get really excited about little things because they made make my life way easier. So... Anyways, check it out. YouTube subtitles, way better now. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and that's actually something that we found on YouTube. Um, I think it was like, was it like 5% uh, or like 12% or something? I texted Ruthie about this. It was somewhere in there. It was like a lower percentage, but like some people actually do listen to our episodes with the subtitles 12%, on YouTube. 12%, yeah. 12%, okay. Of our listeners specifically, yeah. Yeah, which I, okay, so we were kind of being bums about that for a little bit. And Darby, our intern, was like, no, you guys need to take this seriously because what about the people that are hearing impaired and they want to participate in a podcast, but they can't. Mm -hmm. And that whole like disability, like compliance and wanting to be able to serve people in that way was something that she really was like passionate about. And we both like felt really convicted by that. <laughs> and we we're like, okay, like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Mm -hmm. All right. And Ruthie really has taken that seriously. And I appreciate that she has because, um, even though we don't have like the, the best grammar and while we're talking, obviously, versus when we write things up in a formal sentence, um, I do think that that's been valuable, um, mm -hmm. to be able to provide that to people, and, and so when we take those subtitles, then Ruthie goes through the work of making that into a blog. And then when we um, post our uh, blog post, we actually like throw that in there after the uh, podcast is live. And then um, because we want it to be so valuable um, that 
if because this is the thing I hate about podcasts is when I listen to something I'm like wow that was amazing and then I'm not gonna go back and try to find the exact place in the podcast recording where they talked about that resource um and so that's what I love about our podcast is that Ruthie goes through and put all, puts all the links to valuable content um that that we talked about so that if you ever need to go back and reference something which we do all the time Mm -hmm. with our podcasts Mm -hmm. we're like oh we talked to this one person and they had that really great resource where is that and then we'll go find their episode and scroll down to whatever they were talking about and find that link oh it's right there and so um we want that to be available to you guys too because um there's there's no point in like creating content if it's not actually helpful in the end to people so um that's part of our post-production i um design all the image graphics which we all know my design skills are like hit and miss Um, it's been getting pretty good though becca's really put a lot of effort into using different tools to um kind of play around with what options they have and overlaying things and she's been getting really um unique graphics because of all the work that she's been putting in in that and when we like take pictures and stuff then we try to incorporate that and make it a little bit more personal and things too which we've been doing over time Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's a a helpful thing from our guests um i'll ask them for like a headshot and like their logo or any like product or service they want us to like have or if they want us to have links in the blog post to those things so that's really helpful um because then i can use those in the design thing and i did forget to mention this and i don't want to leave it out our sister mia is like an amazing young entrepreneurial graphic designer Mm -hmm. and she's been doing a lot of stuff for us with our um, graphic design too when I need help on things and that's just been so fun because she's totally improved in her skills Mm -hmm. and um I don't I think we still need to work on like getting our total flow down of everything but I really do think she's been very helpful in in cutting down my workload on that so uh yeah we do those image graphics for um for the blog post and then i like to do one specifically to our guests that they can use that's different from ours and then we make our own for the instagram or to like auto post on instagram as well as facebook and that's a semi-recent feature that like facebook rolled out where they integrated that so you can actually schedule out for instagram and facebook at the same time so nice oh my goodness it saves so much time game changer (laughs) (laughs) well because then it was like you had to like put it on your schedule to remember on our release date to go back in and post on Instagram and I mean it's not like it was terrible or anything but it was it was definitely good to um, have that so that's kind of our post-production stuff that we do and um, in the next episode we're going to talk a little bit more about um, our experiences being interviewed as well as the um, emotional sides of podcasting and the anxiety that goes into that and all the things that you have to overcome with that oh yeah yeah so we're going to talk about that in our next episode but um we're going to transition to the gawk portion <laughs> and we have some like stories we've been just kind of talking about so what's the first one we're going to talk about today um the time that mom burned your pants oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay so um we were my dad was getting a new job and we decided like they put him up in this little apartment and we were trying to like little is an understatement it was literally a postage stamp it was so small yeah it was super (laughs) tiny and we were looking too there's like 
at this point Andrew had graduated, but everybody else, there's six kids in our family. Yeah, so we went down there to try to find a house to move to. And I mean, we weren't all living in a tiny apartment. (laughs) That would have been a hot mess. (laughs) No, but we were just there for like visiting to see if we could find a house, whatever. So that night I was um, sleeping and apparently I was like in a lot of pain while I was sleeping. And my mom decided that, oh, you know, it would be really good to like have something um, like put a hot pack on or whatever and but obviously like we didn't have a hot pack <laughs> we were in a teeny tiny apartment with nothing <laughs> so she like grabs this washcloth and throws it in the microwave but it wasn't wet and then she like brings it over to me and I'm like half asleep and she's like here put this put this on and I'm like okay so I like put it on my tummy because I'm like well maybe that'll help whatever and then I like fall back asleep And Becca does this thing when she's like half asleep and then wakes up to something suddenly where she just goes, "Eh." (laughs) I'm just a whiny pop mess. It is. It's just like everything she says is just like she's crying, but also trying to speak. (laughs) (laughs) So then like all of a sudden I just have this pain and I'm like, oh, what? But she's not fully awake. So she wakes up like, oh, oh," and I'm like, dude, what, what is, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. So like I pull the covers up and like grab this washcloth and open it and realize that it's on fire (laughs) (laughs) like in the middle of the washcloth is like a huge hole and it's just like smoldering outwards and i'm like ah and i looked at her pants and it literally had she was wearing these um kind of like fleece pants and it had burned a hole in her pajama pants and i was like dude your pants are literally smoldering (laughs) and my mom came over and instead of like i don't know saying that was I don't she just didn't say anything she just grabbed the washcloth threw it in the sink and turned the water on and I looked at Becca's stomach and the washcloth was like orange and it had stained her whole stomach it was so weird (laughs) and like it was just like a super scary experience afterwards because I was like wow it's a good thing that like this was actually less oxygen because otherwise I would have probably started the whole bed on fire (laughs) and so anyways yeah so that was like a random Mm -hmm. random experience (laughs) (laughs) so join us again next week for our second part of our experience with podcasting our annual review Um, if you like our podcast then check out our website businesstalksistergawk.com or follow us on instagram thanks so much have a great week